Hey everyone, this is Chris Decker, your co-host for the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast. Now, today we have a very special episode for you where I got to sit down and interview Caleb Anderson, who came into the studio. Um, He is the lead farmer at Spirit Farm, a company that he put together that is all about cultivating growth in the whole of life, body, mind, heart, soul. We help people connect with themselves, others, and their creator. Learning to live lives of fulfillment, realizing that everything is spiritual, Peace leads to progress, and grace leads to growth. Now, we focused on hope, which was the topic of last week as well, but we really wanted to approach hope from uh, a spiritual context, and I really, really, really enjoyed this episode, and I know you will too. So today we're going to talk about hope, and I want to discuss Hebrews 11.1. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Today, I have my friend Caleb with me in in the studio, and we're just going to riff on this subject. Yeah, it's good to be here, buddy. And uh, I like your setup. You have a great setup here, and uh, you are pro. It's a a privilege to be with you on the podcast. Thank you. That that means a lot. Um, It's something that I just pour my heart into. I I can tell. you know, work as if you're working directly for the Lord. And, and I, I, I really try to do that. <laughs> yeah, it shows, man. It shows. Yeah. So hope, um, diving in, can you read that? Just that phrase one more time. Faith is confidence in what we hope for yeah. and assurance about what we do not see. Yeah. 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 Faith being what we do not see. And so the opposite of faith, uh, people think is doubt, but it's actually um, sight. And so what we, what we see, what we have, if we put our confidence in what we see in the material, in the forms, in the structures, in the, even in the things, the man-made things that we elevate or think are the main things, then we lose touch with faith. Then we lose touch with our connection to this mystery of God and the eternal and the spiritual that's all around us, you know, giving us glimpses through creation, through each of us, through conversations. But I think our tendency, my tendency as a human is to put my confidence in what I can feel and touch and make and ultimately what I can control. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, that gives me a, a, a false sense of confidence. Uh, but man, it's, it's, what I am comfortable with. Mm-hmm. It's what I'm, I feel just much better about what I, what I know I can control, what I have in my bank account, um, how the, the, the house I think I want, the car I think I want, putting my confidence in those things. And those things are not bad things, mm-hmm. but it's when, when life happens and when things get disrupted and when something gets ripped away, or where there's a natural disaster or a pandemic or a lost job or a lost marriage or something like that just kind of shakes the fabric. Then we go, oh crap, Mm -hmm. my confidence has been in all the things that I thought I could control. Mm -hmm. And I think that 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 ancient scripture that has been passed on for generations and generations and encouraged humans for so long like you and me is saying, look, 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 
Faith is about this invisible, spiritual, mysterious reality and putting your hope in what you can't see. Mm. And that there is this creator God that's that's working life out of death. That's working new beginnings uh, out of things going away. That's working good out of bad and evil. And it's contrary often to what you see and what you think, what we think with our finite minds and our limited understanding and and resting in that great mystery is the challenge resting in the mystery is a challenge it really is it really is because i want to i want to have more concrete i want to my my pithy sayings that make me feel better that i can post on instagram or whatever you know um I don't know. That makes that that makes me feel more comfortable. But to lean into the mystery of I'm not sure. I don't know how this is going to go. I don't have this all figured out. I'm not ultimately in control. I can't control what he does, she does, what they choose, how this plays out. Uh, there's a mystery here, but I trust that God's got good for me. That God can bring good out of this, even though the things that I see. And the concrete and the forms around me are, are maybe pointing in different directions or maybe presenting something that looks different. No, but my faith is that this is all being worked for good, that there's a bigger master plan, that there's a generous, benevolent God that loves me, cares for me, has good for me, is working this for my good and that can be trusted yeah, I think that's the invitation in faith. Trust. That's an imp- that's a that's an interesting one. How's trust showing up for you right now? How's trust showing up for me right now? Um man, probably in a number of ways, I think I have been on this journey the last few years of Thinking, I thought that I knew what I was building. I thought I knew what I was what I was doing and creating. And it was in the nonprofit space. It was in the church world. I could I could build this thing that I was familiar with, a church that lots of people would come to. I could stand on a stage. I could do these messages. I could speak to people. In my mind, I thought that I knew what life was about. My grandfather was a pastor. My dad was a pastor. This generational thing Mm. that I thought that I understood kind of in this material, you know, I could see it, I could touch it. I could, I I can do that. I can build that. And I did build that. Mm -hmm. And then I had this pivot point where because of, because of realities, because of circumstances and because of this kind of nagging, question in me, this this conviction that I wondered, am I supposed to serve people, help people outside of this religious box? And I'd been wrestling with that with, for a long time. And then the circumstances kind of were pushing me in that direction. And so I left it and I, I left the structure of religion and church and whatever to go outside of that and figure it out. And it, it felt like for the last few years, like like the Wild West. And 
uh, and having to deal with all the insecurities of can I make it in the private sector? I don't want to be a fundraiser anymore. I want to, I want to, I want to figure this out. I want to test entrepreneurial, you know, skills that I've been uh, thinking about since I was a business student at USC way too long ago now. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I want to try, I want to do this. I want to help people. I want to do it this way. I want to figure it out, but I didn't know what that looked like. And so there's been a trusting that there's something in me that I'm not crazy, that there's something in me that I'm being led. Right. And even though it's really freaking hard, and even though there's lots of challenges, and even though there are people going, yeah, I don't know, um, you were really good at this over here. Like, why don't you just do that again? Why don't you build another one of those? Why don't you take over another one of those? There, I had lots of those conversations and mm-hmm. I just, I didn't feel it. I didn't, even though practically it made sense out here, I didn't feel it in my heart and soul. And so I've continued on this path and there's, you know, been all kinds of challenges, but there's, it's also rewarding to feel like you're on a great adventure. And so bringing that full circle to trust, like, I don't, I don't know, but I'm trusting that there's purpose in this. I'm trusting that I'm doing my best. I'm trusting that I'm following this mystery this this mysterious spirit and what god is doing and creating something new that i can use my abilities and play a small part in creating something new so maybe there's something new for you that you you haven't experienced yeah i think that there definitely is i there's you know every every death leads to new life it's just Mm. kind of the way that god wired this universe and we hate death we resist death uh, we don't like to talk about death. Mm. I, I think I think we should go. I think everyone should go to a funeral, like at least twice a year, or once a quarter, or something like that, just to be reminded that we die. That I'm going to double click on that be, because I mean, in personal development, they're talking about scheduling out the activities that you know will fill your cup. Well, sometimes those real life events end up just changing us in powerful ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and specifically that awareness of death, uh, because there's something about uh, I've been at the bedside and kind of helping usher somebody. I've, I've done that a number of times as a pastor wow. and then just in my own family, uh, ushering somebody to the great transition and and talk about mystery. Like that's when that's when people either panic like do I know anything? Like, is God real? Like maybe even people that have done the Sunday school thing their entire life, they get to that point mm-hmm. and they either panic, like, I don't, I don't know God. I don't know that th- this might all be fake. This all... Or there's the, a deep sense of peace and this awareness that this isn't the end, that these, this, these material bodies, they fade away, they pass away. But life, Life is eternal. The soul, the spirit, the the spiritual part of us that goes on, uh, that doesn't die. The, 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 this is just there's just a transition to the other side of space and time, and those those moments are so powerful, so impactful. It's like it's like the the space between here and there just gets so thin. The veil is so thin, and you feel like you're experiencing God. I felt. Like I've been, I was experiencing God in a way that I didn't mm-hmm. in normal sanitized life. But at that deathbed, when you're just so close, uh, 
to someone who's transitioning, it's like it's palpable. You can just feel it in the air that there's something to this, that that life, new life somehow is coming from death, that when this form dies, that it, you can almost see this ray of light shine through. Mm. I, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but some people when they're in their last days or weeks or even months, they almost they can get almost translucent. Uh, like, like their skin is like feels thinner, that there's a light coming through them and wow. even in their eyes. Yeah. And I think that it's that kind of God light shining through like this material form is about to go, but you're going to see like a flash of divinity. You're going to see a flash of God. You're going to see a flash of eternity when this person transitions and the, and the, the hole that they leave, the space that they leave is almost like this invitation for God to do something new. And that new thing might happen in you. Mm -hmm. uh, that new thing might happen in me as I'm sitting by the bedside convicted that, man, I need to change something or I need to be more grateful for every breath that I have or whatever. So that's what I mean. I've just experienced life coming from death. You see it in seeds and acorns and uh, you see it everywhere, right? You see it in, in decaying things, becoming fertilizer for new things. It's just, it's just a part of that. It's part of that mystery. It's part of that trust that this isn't the end. Hope, mystery, trust, and new life coming from death. I mean, these are these are hard, these are hard things to kind of learn and experience. Mm -hmm. um, for someone that's kind of new to this world, what would you say a good kind of first entry point into into understanding these things is? Oh man, you know what? I uh, a couple things come to mind. I think just the 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 biggest thing is probably just observing life, like paying attention. I don't think that we pay attention very well. Mm -hmm. I think we just go through life on autopilot mostly. And we don't realize that 95% of our life is dictated by our subconscious mind just on autopilot. And so, so taking a breath, maybe even setting a, an alarm for a minute every hour just to go, I'm just going to breathe and be in this moment and connect to God. Because that's the only time that you can connect with God is in this moment. Like you can't connect with God later. You can't mm. connect with God another time. That's why spiritual growth, I think, is is really confused because we tend to think of it as this formulaic approach. Like you go through these hoops and hurdles and you go through these curriculum and you do all this. You, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's intellectual education, which isn't bad. But that's not the that's not the soul. Like this spiritual growth happens as you as I learn to trust God now, mm. in this moment, in this moment with you, in this moment, just kind of letting no, no preparation, just letting whatever comes out from within me come out, and just trusting that. Uh, and whatever's going to happen later is going to happen later. I'm going to try to live in that moment and and walk with God's spirit in that moment, and. Uh, and I think that that's how growth happens, taking the life, right. the circumstances of life and trusting God, being with God, breathing, you know, with God moment by moment. I still read scriptures. I still read books. I still listen to podcasts. I still do that stuff, certainly. But I'm not confused anymore about intellectual knowledge being somehow like helping me connect to God. There's a lot of people that are, have a lot of knowledge mm -hmm. that live pretty ugly uh lives and mm. and and i've been that i've i've you know made terrible decisions in my life uh and it's really about those moments not being connected in the moment you can know the answers but if i'm connected and living in tune so to answer your question the first thing i would say is just observing your own life mm. being more present in this moment 
uh, I would also just read all the words of Jesus and mm-hmm. see how see how that guy lived and see what he said and see how that uh, really is can maybe outside of what we think of in terms of the religious box, but it's but he, it's just how we were meant to live. It's like what's possible for us in communion with the Father, the Creator. Um, so I, I would I would start there and then and then build some habits in whether it's a little alarm thing or whether it's a morning kind of dedicated time of praying, meditating, reading, reflecting, um, where I start the day that way. I have this thing that I do called tasks. Uh, that's an acronym. Typically, I'm I, I got a little burnt out on acronyms uh, in the in the early 2000s when they were being used so much. But it's helpful. I find it's helpful. So tasks are what I do before I do any work, mm. and it stands for thank, affirm, surrender, kill, and serve. Mm. So I start always with gratitude. And just say, I, I, and I can do this in five minutes, but I start with gratitude. What can I be grateful for? I feel that gratitude within me. I, I, I feel it. I sense it. I see it in my mind. I'm so thankful, God, for this person, this place, this experience, this thing, whatever. And I just let that gratitude consume me. It's difficult to be angry, bitter, jealous, angry, or anxious when you're grateful. Like when you push yourself and get there and you're really grateful. And then from thank, I go to affirm and I have a daily page where I, I look at and I help coaching clients of mine create these daily pages like their dashboard for their life. And so I have these affirmations that I say we, we establish what the lies are that they believe in their heads and then affirmations to replace those lies. Mm-hmm. And so I power through those affirmations and goals and things that I feel like God's moving me toward, the things that are the desires of my heart. These are the things I'm going after. But then I think it's important to right after that, have a moment of surrender saying, yeah, but if I don't have that right, you know, I surrender it. Like many are the plans of man, but it's God's purposes that prevail, like, like palms up, you know, uh, I, I surrender myself to you. Like, this is not this is not going to go well if it's mm-hmm. just all about me. Right. So from a firm to surrender and that kind of posture. Like I'm still going after this, but if you redirect me, I'm open. Mm-hmm. Like like I'm I'm yours. I'm I'm trying to just be live in alignment with you. And then the K is kill, which is really kind of back to the lies things cuz cuz when you get to that point, you'll you'll inevitably have thoughts that are like, "Well, you should, well you're not. Well, how could you?" Well, well whatever those tapes are that play. And I notice them and I just try to hack them hack them away and then re-up on the affirmations. And then the last thing is serve. I finish by just remembering, hey, I'm here to serve. So I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm not empire building. I'm not, um, I try to just get my motivation back on track as I stand up and go out into the world that I'm here to serve and contribute and to be my best for the sake of the whole. Do you mind if I just uh, put a little bit more into trust? And I just wanted to share something that happened to me. I'm on a, I'm on a Zoom call with somebody, Scott Ballard. Scott, thank you. Um, he said, I'm going to just put a new truth in your mind. He's gonna, he said, God trusts Chris more than Chris will ever understand. Hmm. It's something, something changed inside of me. Hmm. Um, and then he also said, God could just bring a, a, a truck bed full of money into your life right now as well. Hmm. But, but, you know, are you 
are you ready to be a steward mm. of those things? And as you continue to, to work on those things and, and take care of, you know, what you're given, you know, more will be given to you. Mm. And um, I'm seeing that exactly play out in my life right now mm. as an entrepreneur. The concept of making a lot of money was very scary to me until I, until, uh, you know, un until becoming a believer and kind of doing it for a more of a kingdom driven mindset. Now I feel awesome about it because mm. I know how much, you know, I know I can be trusted with it. Mm. Um, and what does that mean that, that you can, that you can, have more without it ruining you or without becoming self-absorbed or deploying it for good having yeah having a having a plan already laid out for it in advance okay i know at least 10 percent is going toward giving if not more at least 15 percent is going toward saving you know it, it, at least this at least that at least that and and kind of knowing where each bucket falls yeah and just being prepared yeah. for it yeah um you know What's the point of my wife and I writing a will right now? We have nothing to leave behind, but it's just starting to 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 prepare for that. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was wondering if you could touch on that subject a little bit, if you if you don't mind, because I think it's a, something that a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling with right now. Um, is you know, what happens when you start to succeed? It's kind of it's it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really like what you said, a couple of things, um, that God trusts you, um, that, I mean, we're, we're like, we're the plan, right? I mean, it's like this, this great mystery, this word mystery keeps coming up because it feels mysterious. Like, how are you the plan? How am I the plan? What, what is this? What we're doing here? I don't know. I don't know. But it seems to be, this is how it plays out. Like, we use our hands and things get made. We impact one another. We show mm -hmm. up when people are in difficult times, like, like you're the plan. So mm -hmm. God's going to continue to give you resources and at the right time, opportunities, more money, sometimes less money. There's lessons to be learned. We learn through all of it. We trust mm -hmm. in the middle of all of it because all, all we have is today. Like we might, not get any more breaths, you know, we don't, we don't know. So, um, the, the idea that God trusts you, that you're, that you're the plan, that he's going to deploy resources. God's going to deploy resources through you, through our lives, uh, I think is a good thing, a good thing to be aware of. Uh, and then, like you said, having a plan being intentionality is just critical. It's, it's back to that autopilot, just kind of droning our way through life that so many people do uh, but if you have a plan and you pause and you remind yourself every morning before you just get into autopilot and just go um, that's a huge i think that that's a huge part of it preparing and anticipating being successful uh, i think it's important not to be afraid of success uh, in spiritual circles people can demonize this idea of success uh, which is stupid. Success simply means having an objective and hitting it. Mm. Uh, how can you not? We, we, we want to have objectives. We Great, like uh, that verse again, that many are the plans of man, but it's God's purposes that prevail. Well, I'm going to have plans, and I'm going to try my best to align them up with God's purposes, and probably the ones that don't work out won't. 
or weren't God's purposes. And the ones that do work out maybe were. Uh, but I'm just going to do my best every day to kind of try to align and kind of go in that direction uh, and ha have those objectives, have those goals, have those things that I want to hit and be successful when I do. I mean, right. that's what success is. Success is not necessarily, you can, you can aim at things that are self-serving, but don't. I mean, aim at things that you feel like are what are in you and serve people and add value to this world. And when you hit them, you're successful and people are going to be happy with you. And God's going to celebrate that with you because it's how we were made. We, we were made with uh, eyes that look forward, ears that face this way, kind of help us bring sound in, arms that swing this way, feet that walk this way. We were made for forward progress. Mm. We were made to go forward. It's how we're designed. So let's have some objectives out there. Let's hit them. Let's, let's embrace being successful with a plan that anticipates being successful and knows what to do with that success, those assets when we get there. I think you're on the right track. Yeah, I, I think I can you know, let my limiting doubts get in the way, the, the enemy get in the way and tell me that I'm not good enough, or I can simply believe that God's best is possible. And I think this is a good layup for this next piece. Um, so right after Hebrews 11 in this devotional it says, we can't find salvation through intellectual understanding, monetary gifts, good works, or even church attendance, which is what we talk about a lot here. No, the only way to salvation is described in Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so what I'm hearing is that these material things we're talking about, really, that's that's not the the, the path to this eternal life that you were talking about, knowing that you're, you know, having this peace on your deathbed. That that kind of comes from a different place, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an inner that's an inner game. Uh, the outer game is fine. Having the objectives, hitting the objectives, having the stuff, uh, and and it can even be satisfying when you have that plan. You're deploying it for good. You know that it's not the main thing. It's bonus. All mm -hmm. outer stuff. Seek first the kingdom of right. God, and every other thing that you need will be given to you as well. Uh, when the inner game is the main thing. And the outer game is the bonus stuff. That's where you can find fulfillment. It's when the outer stuff becomes the main thing that you can achieve all these things and never feel good about it. You see it all the time. You see rich and famous people that just are unhappy, unsatisfied. Uh, and we've all had glimpses of that at different scales. When the inner game is the focus, um, then it's almost like it, it can just empower the outer game in perspective. Uh, and and as, as I'm coming more alive, I'm going to be more engaged with you. I'm going to be more engaging. I'm going to be more creative. Mm. I'm going to have more energy. Uh, I'm going to see the opportunities as they're coming my way and as things are aligning. And I'm noticing when God's bringing the right things into my path, things are just going to go better. And mm. even when they don't, even when there's a disaster, that can be used for good too, as we talked about back in the beginning. Mm. So I agree with you. And you know, one of the words... Um, in that commentary saved mm -hmm. is it's often used in the Bible is sozo, which is, it means to be restored, mm. to be made whole. And so it's not just like checking a box on a card and then it's like fire insurance for, I get to go to heaven one day when I die. It's an invitation to be being made alive and whole and connected and restored again, right now this moment. 
the there's another scripture mm-hmm. that says this is this is what it, this is salvation to know Christ and like right here and now like salvation like eternity has already begun it's it's this moment as we are connected from our soul to our creator um this is it i mean this is the good stuff and and leaning into that and letting god revitalize restore sozo make whole uh by being right here right now still intentional still making plans still having the objectives Mm -hmm. but we can't do anything that isn't right now yeah i just uh for those that are listening thank you for for joining us so far, I wanted to invite Caleb onto this show because this is a this is a full circle moment for me as well. Um, you met me when I was kind of just starting out on this completely new path, and, yeah. and now it's several years later. Yeah, and so this is this is really special for me too. So thank you for that. Yeah, Chris. Um, but let's learn a little bit more about you, what you're doing right now, and how people can engage or interact with you. Um, because your content at Spirit Farm, just anything that you've put out um, has just hit me. So I, I, I just really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I created a company called Spirit Farm to be a personal development platform for the whole of life that integrates the spiritual into mind, body, heart, soul, the whole deal. And so thespiritfarm.com is is that website and the 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 goal there and still evolving we're figuring it out but the goal there is to have this really accessible daily approach for people Mm. um, where we can encourage with a little bit of inspiration whether it's a teaching a guided meditation a little word of wisdom whatever uh, to support people uh, like like the subscription for their soul of sorts you know we have subscriptions for everything in life Mm. these days mostly media and entertainment uh, I think we should have a subscription for our soul. Uh, people use Headspace or, you know, these other kind of meditation apps have become really popular. Uh, this is a different kind of approach to that with a little bit of teaching. Yeah, a guided meditation and, and things like that that you can have in your pocket. Uh, and then from that, we also do coaching. So group and one-on-one coaching uh, that I coach people who want to t- take a big leap. So the the... the Membership is more about kind of the daily plodding along, daily encouragement, daily for the people that want to take a big jump or they're in crisis or they're crippled by anxiety, doubts, fears, whatever. We, I, I encourage them to jump into some either group or one-on-one coaching that we can do. Uh, and then I, I have another company called People to Profits that does that kind of thing, but mm. in the corporate world mm. uh, with leaders, uh, leadership teams and sales teams. So yeah, that's what I mean back when I said outside of the religious box, but still right. doing the same stuff, helping people be whole, helping people be themselves, helping people go to the next level, but while staying connected to God in the present moment. Incredible. Incredible. Thank you so much for coming on today. I mean, that this this moment, we just keep coming back to that. We talked about hope. We talked about trust. We talked about new life from death. We yeah. we talked about it all today, and I'm really grateful for this time. Yeah, me too. Thanks, Chris. It's great to reconnect with you. I'm so glad that uh, we just talked yesterday, and I happened to be in town, and we made this work. And always, always a pleasure to see you, to see how you are growing, who you are becoming as a husband, a dad, an entrepreneur. Uh, it's It's awesome. I'm proud of you. This is fun. I love what you're doing and look forward to staying in touch and continuing to be a part of it.